I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. Mask on, mask off. We've entered year three of the pandemic. Do you feel like you've mastered the art of wearing masks to stay safe from COVID-19? Yeah, me neither. If you're like me, it still feels like a bit of a guessing game, especially since mask guidelines keep changing. The latest, it was announced on Monday that California's universal indoor mask mandate will be lifted on February 16th. That means by next Wednesday, you don't have to do that awkward dance of taking off your mask to eat and drink indoors and then wearing it again to walk to the restaurant's bathroom. You can also go back into the office, hop on that treadmill at the gym, all without needing to cover your mouth and nose. It's a promising result of the downslope of the latest Omicron variant surge, but it still feels like it'll only be a matter of time until things change again. Or will it? Here to talk us through mask guidance change number who knows what is Chronicle Health reporter Erin Alday. She'll chat about what Bay Area officials are considering in relation to the state's latest directive to shed our masks and what mask safety means now at this stage of the pandemic. Erin, thanks for being back on Fifth and Mission. I've lost count of how many times mask guidances have changed. Explain to me what's happening now. Why has California decided to end its universal mask mandate? I think that's an excellent question. And you're right. It is like a real whirlwind. It's super confusing. I I can't keep track. I couldn't tell you how many times they have come about and been lifted. It feels like many times. But the thing is that California is doing this now, I think, for a couple of reasons. And, and, in, and I will point out that they haven't been super clear with what exactly their thinking is. Um, they've just put out some sort of very basic guidelines. But the impression we get is, is one, is that cases are plummeting from Omicron. So we hit our peak, which was an enormous kind of terrifying peak of Omicron cases in California mm-hmm. in early to mid-January. And we have dropped, you know, by more than half, probably more like we're, we're down about 75% from that peak mm-hmm. just in the last three to four weeks. There's not that pressure on hospitals Um, We've seen that Omicron played out with infecting a lot of people, but not necessarily causing a lot of severe illness. So, you know, things are looking pretty good in that sense um, statewide. And I think California has sort of hinted for some time now that they want to veer away from statewide restrictions when at all possible. So Mm kind of leaving it up to the local health officers to decide what's best for their communities and trying when possible to not have the state be making those decisions because California is just such a vast place, right? It's so different just in terms of geography and, and the populations and the culture, politics, like everything that goes into play. And so I think they're just trying to now kind of hand that back over to the counties to say, okay, you know, things have calmed down, settled down quite a bit for the state. We're ready to let you guys sort of call your shots now. We don't know yet how Bay Area counties will change their respective mask mandates, but remind us generally, how have counties looked at mask guidances in relation to the state? And you're mentioning now, leaving it up to local to decide, has that always been the case? That has been the case for quite some time that it's been up to the counties to decide. So for the first you know, few months of the pandemic, the state really kind of took control, issued a statewide um, shelter in place order, had a statewide mandate in place. 
But ever since those sort of initial mandates went away, and especially ever since the end of last winter's terrible surge, so back in you know January, February of 2021, mm-hmm. that was when the state really stepped aside and said, you know, we're going to leave this largely up to the counties. But you're right in that the Bay Area counties have pretty much from day one always been you know, on the whole stricter than what the state um, required. So, you know, the Bay Area was a few days ahead of the state in issuing that first shelter-in-place order. It's tended to keep its mask mandates in place a little bit longer or put them in place a little bit ahead of the state. So, you know, I think that that's going to come into play in terms of when and whether these mandates are loosened in the Bay Area. I suspect some of the counties will sort of delay lifting the local mandates by a couple more weeks. They're sort of hinting that they'd like to see cases drop down a little bit lower before they feel comfortable doing that. But they're also, frankly, you know, increasingly saying that they recognize, especially as, you know, COVID just becomes endemic, becomes something we just have to live with, that they're going to have to hand over those decisions to the public. And I think we're going to see more and more of that going on very shortly, even in the Bay Area. Are there even standard metrics that all public health officials look at to make these changes with mask mandates? You know, it's we're entering year three of the pandemic and it still seems confusing. Is it hospitalization rates, case numbers or something else? Yeah, well, it is confusing. And that's partly because. A, sometimes we don't know, and B, that changes what they look at all the time. And that changes sometimes because it just what we, you know, our our understanding of this virus changes. But also we've been dealing Mm -hmm. with kind of different viruses. Each of these variants behaves a little differently, which kind of means we have slightly different responses. So that's actually, I think, some of what we're dealing with now is, you know, the mandates in the Bay Area and the metrics they had previously kind of put out there, this is what we're keeping an eye on to tell you when we drop these mandates. Those were based on a different variant. They were based on Mm -hmm. Delta. And I think what we're seeing now, and part of the reason why these Bay Area counties have not yet told us when they're going to drop mandates, I think it's because they're sort of figuring that out for themselves right now. And they don't want to confuse people further by kind of hedging on it. Um, I do think we have gotten some little kind of heads up. If you read between the lines, there seems to be a lot more emphasis on looking at hospitalizations. So I -hmm. suspect that we're not going to need to get to like a really low case rate, for example, before they drop these mass mandates. And some of them may say we're not going to look at case rates anymore. That's really not an issue for us. We're really only going to pay attention to those hospital numbers. And as long as our hospitals are in good shape, you know, we can go without masks. But I don't know. I think that that's, that's something that I'm going to be really following um, over the next few days. Speaking of variants, how has the Omicron variant affected all of this calculation around mask mandates? You know, even though the surge is coming down, like you mentioned, COVID numbers are still relatively high compared to case rates before the surge. Is, is that because of this narrative we've been hearing of a milder variant? Yeah, I think both the fact that it's highly infectious and milder are both going to factor into the sort of decision on mass mandates. Because, you know, as I, as I just said, you know, back in the fall, they were looking at case rates as being a, a deciding factor for when we lift mass mandates. But Omicron is so infectious that, you know, as somebody pointed out to me recently, we might not get anywhere close to what our goals were once upon a time. It used to be we right. almost wanted next, you know, just just two or three cases per 100,000 residents to feel comfortable living, you know, loosening these mandates. Right now, even with things improving, we're still at 50 to 70 cases per 100,000 residents. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of folks I talked to, they're just like, I don't think we're ever going to get down to that, you know, near zero baseline. And 
and you know right. it's not like we're going to leave these masks in place forever so yeah you've it's it's this moving target but you kind of have to reevaluate and say okay that's that's no longer a reasonable goal but we still need to protect our hospitals. We want what we want to see are really low and stable hospitalization numbers. And this also just really comes down to personal risk assessment, right? You know, for I wonder for you as someone who's been following this all from the start, how do you decide when and when not to wear a mask? You know, for example, I'm I'm still nervous about the gym. Yeah, I think that that's, I mean, I think what you bring up is exactly where we're all at right now and that it's increasingly becoming these decisions we have to make for ourselves. And that's going to be even more so very soon. I personally, I will say I feel confident after two years of this that I... I know what feels right and what doesn't for me. And I think some of this is just going to be testing the waters, right? It's going to mm-hmm. be at some point you decide, I really do want to and need to go back to the gym. I hate wearing a mask at the gym. So I'm ready to like, you know, take that take that chance. And it is going to be mm-hmm. a chance. It's kind of always going to be a chance. Let's be honest. It always was sort of a chance. Um, right. So, I mean, I'm sort of, you know, like everybody else, you know, I'm evaluating that as I go. Um, I think I'm going to go into uh, the office this week and I'm probably going to get beers with some coworkers after I go to the office. And we'll see if we do that. Hey, indoors I didn't or get outdoors. the invite. <laughs> I didn't get that invite. <laughs> you are always invited. I will let you know. Good. Good. We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. Erin, something else that I've been thinking about, I had a breakthrough infection last year, June 2021. I've talked about it on the show before. It happened during the state's grand reopening when the guidance said, All vaccinated Californians can go mask-free indoors. I did that, and then I promptly got infected. I can't help but feel a bit wary of the state's directive still. Is that fair, or do we have enough tools now to feel more comfortable? I think the answer is both, honestly. I think what I think the lesson kind of for me and for a lot of others, and especially folks like you who had a breakthrough infection from June 15th, was we were probably just premature. You know, I don't think we were thinking about variants and how disruptive they could be. I don't think, you know, I think we had a little bit too much confidence in the vaccine's ability to protect against infection. And so, you know, that what what you experience, what we all experience is just exactly how dynamic, you know, a pandemic is. And it's constantly going to surprise us and disappoint us. Um, I don't think it means that the tools weren't working or that they work really better now. I mean, we're boosted now, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and that helps. And if you weren't boosted, you've probably been infected, which gave you a boost of of immune protection. But on the whole, it doesn't mean that the tools didn't work. It just means we probably pulled them out, you know, a little too early. We stopped using them too early. And, you know, we were just we still had more to learn. I'm guessing we will not have another grand reopening moment in 2022. <laughs> right. So, I mean, the Bay Area region, like you mentioned, has generally been stricter than the state when it comes to masking. Do we have enough data at this point to prove that that continues to be the right move? Is our region exceptionally safer because of of that stance? I think, yes, Um, especially when you look at deaths from COVID, our our numbers are way lower. Our our rates are much lower than than many other parts of the country. Certainly, many other metropolitan areas. 
And I think, you know, it's it's important to remember when we think about these things is you don't know what the other path was, you know, where that was going to lead us. If we had been less restrictive, if we'd really not had mass mandates, if we'd been sort of free for all, we could have been in a really, really awful situation. We will never know that because we didn't take that path. Um, I do think, you know, the Bay Area, considering just our location, our geography, the diversity of the population, um, travelers that come here. And, you know, we had a whole lot of things working kind of against us in terms of having a bad COVID experience. Mm -hmm. And I think given that, it seems like, you know, all of these efforts were needed and they have played out to our benefit as a community. And and in terms of, you know, especially protecting our most vulnerable, um, and that's including communities of color and frontline workers who have really mm-hmm. been hammered even more so in other parts of the country than they were in the Bay Area. Right. So there probably are other variants on the horizon, I'm sure. And then again, mass guidance may change once again. Does this back and forth you think actually work as a public health guidance or does it sort of water it down since people get so fatigued by all the changes? I think that's a really interesting question because um, I see both sides of that. I think to me, like I understand the argument that it waters that waters it down, waters down the messaging. I've certainly heard that a lot. Um, I've heard it from a lot of different different sources, including health officials who say that Mm -hmm. they worry that that's the effect. But I also think on the other side of that is we've all kind of gotten that practice, you know, and it may be that for the long term future, this is just how this is going to play out, where these things kind of have to come into play from time to time to protect us. And I don't know about you, but I'm like, I feel good that I have, you know, a really solid collection of masks um, of different kind of um, levels of protection from, you know, like flimsy cloth masks to surgical masks to some N95s. And I know when and how to use them. So, you know, I don't feel like for me personally, it's had that effect of diminishing sort of that protection or, or making them seem lesser. It makes me feel more confident that, you know, we've been through this. I'm like, okay, it's it's mask time again. And I feel like everybody's sort of getting getting that. We, we've had that practice. Everybody's developed those habits, certainly in the Bay Area that we have. And I hope that people kind of feel that level of confidence um, in, in the near future. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we've all become just pandemic experts at this point. Hopefully. That's what I'm saying. Yes, exactly. Right. right. Aaron, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Erin Alday is a health reporter for The Chronicle. Her coverage of the latest state mask mandate is online now at sfchronicle.com and on The Chronicle app. Keep an eye out for the latest directives from your local health department, too. Thanks to King Kaufman for producing this episode and to you for listening. <laughs> 